Hi, this is Jim Lyon, and this is a conversation. We call it Viewpoint. With me today, Kimberly Majeski. Hey, how are Jim. You? I'm well. How are you? I am so fine. So good to see you because we've been through weeks yeah. of uh, sheltering at home. The pandemic has ruled our lives. That is right. And not just ours. I think the whole world the just about. The world, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's beyond our comprehension that even just this last spring, we could have imagined a world like we have just walked through. We're still yeah. walking in it, aren't we? as the pandemic still casts a long shadow over ordinary life. You've sheltered in your house, you, weeks and weeks and weeks. Weeks and weeks, weeks and, and weeks, weeks. Without coming out. <laughs> and here today you are in the studio. Yes, thanks so for, happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. I'm here at the studio too, but I've been in my home for weeks as well, except for that random trip to the supermarket to buy milk or mm. vegetables or produce, that don't things that don't keep for long periods of time. I've been staying at home, too, and it's been such an adventure. There have been some cool things about it, let me just say. Sure. And you know where I live, Kimberly? I live out kind of in the country, and it seems very safe and quiet, and the world is far away from me when I'm at home. But actually, the world's still up close and personal, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You live in a neighborhood more where you see neighbors and so on, and you have a little more sense of the world moving about you. But during this pandemic, I think it's been tempting for me to just want to pull the covers up and stay at home and just forget about the rest. How do I just get through this? I know exactly what you're thinking, Jim. Times like this, we just, we do whatever we can. We want to survive. I think the pandemic has really brought out some of the good and the bad in human personality, Kimberly. I mean, you think? <laughs> I mean, there are some people who are so self preoccupied they can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on the defensive or they're on the hoarding side, or maybe they're on the dismissing it as a hoax side, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly self preoccupied. Mm-hmm. Other people have been so heroic in their response to the pandemic. Yes. I mean, who cannot ever forget? The people on the front lines of healthcare yes. who may not have even had the protective gear they needed, but they still dove in to help people in need who are struggling in their bodies oh my and their families. I mean, there's so much to celebrate in the in the beauty and wonder of the human personality surfaced in the pandemic. When I think about all the kids, you know, sewing face masks and and printing with their 3D printers, fasteners, so the masks don't harm the faces of our of our troops, right? Our frontline troops in this epic. It's just, it's been a beautiful thing. Some people have been given to that, but a lot of people have kind of been in this survival mode and driven by fear. Uh, Let me get all the toilet paper. Let me take all the food because I don't know when, you know, I can get this again. I don't know when we're ever going to see yeast on the shelf again. My wife wants to bake bread and there's no yeast. I mean, it's a small thing, but I'm just saying there is a season of, of gathering and there's also a season of giving. And those are in some ways stark contrast just now. Kimberly, as we've been walking through the pandemic, I've been learning that uh, memory is a really important part of coping. And as I'm making my own choices, should I hoard something or give something? Should I gather something or share something? As I'm just trying to navigate the complex weave of the pandemic and all the ways in which it upended my life, 
I found that memory is a really important tool. Why? Well, what is memory? I mean, memory is that thing that allows us to receive information and catalog it so we can retrieve it and it informs our future conduct then. That's what it's really about. And memory is a gift, I think. And some people, of course, lose their memory in old age or maybe they have a disease like Alzheimer's or some kind of injury that'll cause some amnesia. But for almost all the rest of us, memory is something that we kind of manage. I have some memories that I just as soon lay down. Sometimes they haunt me. Things even that I've done that I wish I could just escape. I have some memories that are beautiful memories that I want to recreate and re-experience. And in this season where our world has had so many question marks and uncertainties, my positive memory, my choice to dwell on things that really give life and call the best out of me, those memories, that really helps me get through, not just one day at a time, one week at a time, a month at a time, and can actually build a better future in the new normal that will surely follow this pandemic. Have you found memory to be a help to you? Yeah, memory's been a big help to me. And I've particularly thought about my mother during this time and hard things that she lived through, how she weathered those. And one of the things that is so important to me about my mother, uh, who passed away in 2012, is that my mother was always taking care of someone else. My mother was always inviting people to our table who didn't have other places to go. My mother always wanted to know the neighbor who didn't have um, supper this week or, or the friend at work who was having surgery. And I think that her life speaks to me so greatly in these moments because even when her life was hard, she found a way to show up for people whose life was maybe even harder than hers. I so resonate with what you were just saying, Kimberly, about your mom, because I lost my mom last year. And yes. uh, my mom was a woman really defined by a very generous heart. And uh, she was very quiet and, and didn't you know, create a scene. She never wanted to be on stage. But I promise you, if you could have watched her on stage, if you, if you saw her life as a stage, you would see this woman acting out a drama of generosity. Yes. And, uh, you know, some of the most powerful impressions I've ever had that I don't often share is, is my mom had a burden because I was adopted. She had a burden for young women who might find themselves in a crisis pregnancy and not know what to do. And she loved on them because she... She knew there was a woman who had given me birth and had, mm-hmm. and made the choice of a lifetime to relinquish mm-hmm. me for a better situation than she felt like she could provide. And so yeah. my mom, when I was a young teenager, started taking women into our house. Mm. And they were women who were not married. They were young, generally teenagers mm. who were carrying a child. And we had them in our house and we'd have one at a time. And I'm growing up, I'm an only child, a boy in the house, (laughs) and it's a succession of women who lived with us. I didn't know that about her. I'm telling you, I'm just explaining that it wasn't always easy. It was, it was easy for me because I always, I always wanted to have a sibling. So I I had all (laughs) kinds of, of company, you know, and fun company. But for my mom, she, and my dad too, 
they just sacrifice for this because if you do that, you you take people in your home. It's like yes. foster parenting, yes. kind of. You know, you you surrender a lot of things that you might otherwise enjoy mm-hmm. when you invest in that way. But I'm just illustrating memories like that. And on this Mother's Day weekend in the United States, memories like that can have powerful voice in how do we get through a pandemic. How do we look around and see what needs mm-hmm. are there to meet and what can I do about it, even when the world seems to have stopped with a pandemic? Kimberly, is, uh, I've been sheltering at home. I've been doing a lot of reading in ways that I don't always have a chance to do that. I'm a guy who's always read the Bible every day. And I know some of our listeners may not be Bible readers or think the Bible is even worth picking up, but I'm just telling you, for me, my story is, it's always spoken into my life with good wisdom and has helped me be a better person. I think it's supernatural. Whatever else people think about it, for me, that's how I viewed it. And so as I've been sheltering at home, I've been doing some reading in it talks a lot about memory and and what you remember, because we make choices about what we remember. I can remember the people who have harmed me or done me wrong, but that's not really a memory that takes me very far. Mm. I need to let go of that. That's called forgiveness. Mm. I can remember great moments where I learned that doing the right thing would always bring a blessing to me in the end, in addition to the people who might be blessed by me doing the right thing. I mean, those are things I want to hold on to. Mm Anyway, as I'm reading the Bible, I've been shocked about how many times it tells us to remember certain things. Yeah. And there's a great word in the Acts of the Apostles. That's a book of the New Testament that that's kind of cuts to the quick about what should we remember? What What is it that we need to remember? And the context of it is the Apostle Paul is in a dialogue with other people, and they don't always agree about a lot of things. And there's some fear in the conversation about well, I don't know, will I have permission to do this? And Paul's not sure how he's being received, and, and the others aren't sure about what Paul's doing. And so they kind of bring it all together in this relationship with this, this passage out of the Acts. I think it's real history. What does it say? And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Well, I mean, that's a famous phrase, isn't it? It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. so true. Lots of people have heard that. You may not have realized that's a quote from Jesus Mm. that the Apostle Paul here is remembering, and he's telling us to remember that too. And in these days of pandemic, I'm just thinking, Kimberly, I've spent a lot of time trying to make sure I receive enough toilet paper (laughs) instead of what, what can I give? It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's so simple. Man, it's so powerful. So that passage makes me think of another passage from Paul, and it's in Galatians when he is looking for sort of support for his ministry and um, how he should go forward and is explaining how he seeks that out. This is from Galatians 2. I'm beginning in verse 9. And when James, Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. And they desired only that we should remember the poor. 
which was the very thing I was eager to do. Wow. I mean, here Paul is speaking to the Gentiles. These are people who were not Jews. He was a Jewish guy, but he was speaking to people who were outside the Jewish community, and he is given permission by the elders of the church who are all Jewish, and that's what they call the circumcised. The Jewish people were circumcised. And so those people are saying, that's all right, Paul. You go for it, dude. You go give that word out there to whoever you want. Here's the only thing we're asking. Remember the poor. In other words, frame your ministry by demonstrating that you remember the poor. In these days of the pandemic and its shadow, Kimberly, there are a lot of people who have been thrown into poverty who weren't before the pandemic. Yes. People who have lost jobs and those jobs don't exist anymore because they've passed away. And what are they going to do? There were people who were poor before the pandemic. And, And sometimes when we talk about the poor, I think People sometimes think, well, they're poor emotionally or spiritually, and and there are all kinds of poverty like that. Mm -hmm. But I think what's being described here are people who are actually materially deprived, economically disadvantaged. They are the poor in the most straight-up, obvious sense of the term. And what we have here is it's more blessed to give than to receive. That's what Jesus said, and Mm -hmm. that's played out in his followers who make remembering the poor, thinking about them, considering them, reaching out to them, central to the whole work of following Jesus. Wow, in the pandemic, I need to be thinking about how do I help the people who are in need? I may not have everything, but maybe I don't need that check the government's going to send me because Mm -hmm. I've been able to keep my wage in part at least, Mm -hmm. and I can share that with someone who doesn't have any wage at all, or I can help provide for someone who may be just absolutely at their wit's end. How about this? Maybe if I would remember the poor, my gift or investment could be an answer to a prayer they're making that God has set me up to be the answer to prayer that someone else has made. when you talk about the poor or people less fortunate, I think about the women we serve in Stripped Love. Uh, Again, women who are victims of domestic sex trafficking. And this pandemic has been devastating for the most vulnerable among us, right? Um, Of course, they're not working. They don't have jobs where they would have benefited from any kind of tax benefit. Uh, They're kind of off the grid in that way. And so literally, it has been from the kindness and the service of people who are motivated to give and to love and to serve that many of these women whom we serve are still um, making it. We've been able to reach out to them, to redirect them to the food pantries in our community, We've been able to direct them to churches that are um, handing out food. We've been so thankful for schools who, for the children, you can show up every day, Monday to Friday, and get breakfast and lunch. This has been completely life-altering for people who lived on the edge anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, we are watching this in real time, the goodness, the service, the dedication of other people being what is making the difference um, for these folks who, without that, wouldn't have survived. 
There are all kinds of great souls out there, people who have good intentions and who are doing good. But for anybody who thinks that they are a follower of Jesus, this is a non-negotiable. That's right. Remember the poor. And during this pandemic, one way that we might all get through it is not only to think about how we might survive, and yes, we have to pay attention to how we provide for our families or how we are faithful to our obligations. All of that is legitimate. But if that's all you're thinking about, you're missing the future. Because the future will be for those who know it's more blessed to give than to receive. Those who remember those words of Jesus and then remember the poor. And if you really want to survive and thrive, serve those who are less fortunate. You can do that even now in the pandemic. Well, I know there are people who have joined our conversation today, Kimberly, who, who may understand the necessity of doing good and being generous. They may not believe that Jesus has much to do with that because maybe they've met some Jesus people that didn't seem very generous or giving. Sure. But we want you to know that we're Jesus people who are absolutely committed to this, this truth, that remembering the poor and giving, not receiving, are the keys to life mm-hmm. and to following Jesus. They're keys to life in Jesus' name. If you don't think there is a Jesus or you think that's just a crazy story that isn't relevant for today, or maybe you deeply love this Jesus, like Kimberly and I do, wherever you are in that continuum, I want to invite you to pray with us just now. If you're not a believer, just take a chance. Just take a chance and see what happens if you just give yourself to this prayer. Just see. And if you are a believer, well, then just come alongside Take a deep breath and just clear your mind for a minute and focus on this prayer. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful that you see each of us and know all of us by name. We're thankful, Lord, that even in this broken world, which has been so messed up by the devil himself, I think, but you have always proved to be true in time, that you take what was meant for the harm and turn it for the good. And in this pandemic, Lord, I know there's a lot of good being done. And I pray that I and those who are joining me in this prayer might be instruments in your hands to do good. And in this, may we be followers of Jesus who remember what he said, his words, may they drive us. It's more blessed for us to give than to receive. And we must remember the poor, even as we're wondering what's going to happen next to our own fortunes. May we never forget our responsibility, our opportunity, our chance to help the poor. Thank you for hearing our prayer, for making us worthy and considering us and providing for us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, you may have listened to our conversation today in Viewpoint and thought, well, I I didn't see that coming. I thought if I got through the pandemic, it wouldn't be about me giving to the poor. I'm telling you, this can work. Whatever you think, whether you agree or disagree, reach out and let us hear from you. If you're tuning into us today on Facebook, you can put a message right up in the feed of that Facebook post, or you could private message us. We'd be so glad to hear from you. You could also pick up your phone and call us up. We have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week free line. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're right by the phone, I promise, and would love to hear from you. Kimberly, if somebody wanted to go online, we have a web page. What's that address? Yes, you can check us out online at cbhviewpoint.org. And if you send us a message, we'll respond to you. That's right. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. cbhviewpoint.org. 
At the last, you could just write me a letter, get out some paper, a pen, and buy a stamp, and address the envelope to me, Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But however you reach out by Facebook or some other social media channel, whether you call us up, go online, or use the post, honestly, we really would love to hear from you this week. Kimberly, thanks for coming alongside. I know your heart is in what we talked about today. Thanks for doing it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, love this conversation. And we're so glad you joined us too and hope that you'll join us again next time. Until then, this is Jim Lyon. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministries team and for Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, stay tuned.